What's up, Earth citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews Sophia Alfieri. She recently graduated from the school's 3 plus 1 program. She got a bachelor's and a master's degree in four years. They talk about how Sophia went from a bookworm to a PR pro, what she learned during her internships at TLC and other places, and how she describes her own personal brand. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush. He's the dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Chris Rauch, and I am the dean of the school. Joining us today is Sophia Alfieri. Sophia, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's start by talking about the internship that you've had for the past year. How did you get that, and, and what have you been doing? So I got this internship through uh, Andrea Opston, who is a professor at Quinnipiac for PR. I had her for sports PR, and I asked her about her organization and if she had any opportunities, and I actually ended up interning with her for a year, and when it came time for that internship to end, she passed my resume around, and I ended up at Adams and Knight, and, you know, it'll be a year in June, and it's been so much fun. I do public relations and social media, but then I also do a lot of article writing, and I've actually, this semester, I started to help out with the digital team doing ad tracking and stuff like that. I learned a lot about Google Analytics. So my role has definitely expanded since I've taken the internship. And I've really learned that I love working in an agency setting and helping out other teams because there's just so much about communications that I love to learn and do. What type of clients are at this firm? It's Adams and Knight, right? Yes, Adams and Knight in Avon, Connecticut. So we serve financial clients, and we serve healthcare clients, and then we also do travel and tourism. So one of our biggest clients is the Connecticut Office of Tourism. So I do a lot with the state and you know all the different partners we have throughout the state, whether it be the restaurants or the museums or you know any other organizations that help bring people to Connecticut. And have you been primarily working on that account or across all of them? So I work across all of them. So the Connecticut Office of Tourism, I, I definitely have the most fun with. I think they see that. So they, they let me help out a lot with that organization. But I do have uh, a hand in well, working for uh, Webster. They're one of our bigger clients as well. I do a lot of digital stuff for them, you know, ad tracking and ad building. And then also I've given some help with Hartford Healthcare. They're another big client of ours. So I've gotten to experience every single type of client, which is really cool because, you know, when you have to work with a client, you have to learn about that industry in order to help them. So I've learned a lot about all the different industries that I, you know, I don't think I would have learned anywhere else. Webster, what kind of company is that? They're a bank. It's Webster Bank. Okay. So they're primarily in, I believe the headquarters is in Connecticut, but they're in Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. Okay. Gotcha. Now you mentioned you've been writing some articles as well for some of these clients. What is that? So for the Connecticut Office of Tourism, we write articles monthly about different topics that are going on by the season, travel trends that are going on. So this summer we started a series called Number of Things to Do in Connecticut this month. 
it would be 36 things to do in Connecticut this May. And, you know, I'll look through the calendar and see what the partners have posted on our website and put that all together in one fun little listicle. And, you know, people can go and if they're looking for something to do in the month, they can figure it out based on that list. But then also there's a lot of, um, we have a series called Instagrammable, which is taking user generated content because people in Connecticut take amazing photos. And so we'll pick a theme, like one of the, the most recent ones I wrote about was bakeries in Connecticut. So I have to search on Instagram and find some really nice photos and then reach out to the user, ask if we can use the photo and then get a couple of comments about it. So just all, they're all articles, they're all, you know, they have a fun little unique twist to them and they show people who are in Connecticut and coming to Connecticut, all of the things that they do or they can do here when they're here. How hard has it been to promote tourism in Connecticut given the current pandemic? So it's been, it's been tough, but we have figured out a way to work around it. At first, you know, we had to take a couple, like a week or two to kind of sit down and plan and talk about what our content strategy was going to be because tourism has been hit very hard right now. So um, we've done a lot of shifting of content, but we've made sure to try and focus on the things that people can do right now throughout the state. So we have, we released an article about takeout and delivery and you know, all those different options in Connecticut. And we've been monitoring the comments on articles like that because we can't get everything. We miss some places. So a lot of the users are helping us with making sure we have as many places as possible. And, you know, we came out with an article about social distance friendly hikes that people can do. And, you know, we're just constantly shifting the content and making sure that it's all appropriate for what's going on right now. But yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting to see how everything is going on. And I've been doing a lot of research on how each state has been handling the whole situation. So it's been tough, but interesting. So the, the drive-through article, was that just restaurants around the state? Yeah. Restaurants cool. that offer you know, takeout, delivery, and then eventually we'll, you know, have more information on the ones that are opening to like 50% capacity or moving all their stuff outdoors. Cause you know, a lot of that information is just starting to come in because we hit that date where everything can reopen. I, I think I'm on a first name basis with the Popeye's chicken in North Haven <laughs> with, with the drive through people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I am with the Duncan people. <laughs> So, uh, Sophia, take me back to uh, the decision to come to Quinnipiac. What factored into that decision for you? So there were two big things that really helped me choose Quinnipiac. First one was the 3 plus 1 program. I remember getting into Quinnipiac and then very shortly after getting a letter about this new program. And I thought to myself, wow, I could leave college in four years with two degrees. And that's amazing. And it looks so good on my resume and it'll help me in the, when, you know, when I go out into the job market. The fact that it was in the School of Communications and I actually was very impressed with the communication school when I came to visit. So that was a huge part of why I chose to come to Quinnipiac. And then the second part would be the QUNLA program. I remember... I will never forget the day that I came and I visited the open house for the first time and I sat in the Mount Carmel auditorium and I just watched the presentation and QUNLA popped up and I was like, wow, that is the coolest opportunity that I could ever get 
And, you know, here we are four years later, I have both my degrees and I did a summer in LA and it was still to this day, it's the best summer of my life. I had so much fun and I learned so much. So those were two big things that really helped me choose Quinnipiac. And I'm very glad that I did. So you in LA, uh, you worked for Discovery Communications, correct? Yes, I was under TLC, the TLC network. (laughs) Very cool. What do you feel like you got out of that? Well, that was like my very first official internship. And I had finally been studying, you know, I started studying PR and just starting to learn the basics. And I was like, okay, here I am. My first internship, I'm really going to see what it's like to do PR. And so in that job, it was a, you know, working for TLC, I was a publicist. So I did a lot of media relations and it's a lot of in-house stuff, which, you know, I had a lot of fun. It was really interesting. I learned a lot of stuff, especially about media relations, because it's super important to know how to pitch strategically. And I, you know, I enjoyed in-house PR, but I quickly learned afterwards, after, you know, moving on through my internships that I don't think in-house is really for me right now, but I couldn't have figured that out if I didn't have that internship. And because I took the internship, now I know where I fit. And I know that if I ever, you know, have the opportunity to work in-house, I can do that because I've done it before. So it really helped me learn the basics of PR and also just really helped to guide my vision for my career. So how did you get interested in doing public relations and social media? What attracted you to that field? It's really funny. When I was, when I, you know, I grew up, I was a book nerd. I loved reading. I loved writing, you know, write my own poetry, write my own stories. So I was like, you know, I should really, you know, get into a career with writing. And then high school came along and I was like, mm, maybe journalism, you know, I joined the paper. And then eventually I was given the opportunity to uh, work at a small publishing firm. Um, my doctor had written a book and he was like, hey, I'll get you, you know, an internship at this publishing firm. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, it's my first internship, you know, might as well give it a shot. I have nothing else to do in the summer. And so I found out that the, my position in, as the intern was a you know, public relations intern. I was like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is interesting. You know, I wrote a press, re- a press release. I kept media lists. I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool. Was this in high school? This was in high school, yeah. Wow. Um, super small, you know, just wanted to give it a shot. And I love, you know, because I love books. I was like, oh, a publishing firm. At that time, I was like, well, maybe I'll like be an editor or something. So I took the internship and I found out it was public relations. I was like, oh, this is, this was fun. This is cool. And then, you know, flash forward, I go into Quinnipiac knowing I want to do communications, but I was the only three plus one student that didn't have a declared major. (laughs) I was the only undeclared and I drove Dr. Bloom insane because of that. But, you know, I had one PR class that first year and it, as soon as I took it, it brought back everything that I had done in that small publishing firm. And I was like, oh, wait, this is so fun. I love, you know, reaching out to the media. I love writing the press releases and be, thinking strategically and stuff like that. So I eventually, you know, declared my major and I decided to go with it. And I've loved it ever since. I love all aspects of PR. I definitely call myself a PR nerd because sometimes I just get too excited <laughs> When I talk about it, so I have to warn people, but I just think, you know, I get to be professional, but I also get to think strategically and be creative sometimes with how I'm putting things together. And then social media came in, you know, once I got into PR and I was like, oh, social media fits in PR as well. And 
obviously growing up in the age of social media, I became fascinated with it. And at one point I was like, oh, I think, I think if I could do social media and PR at the same time, I would be really happy with it. And then I was lucky enough, Dan Ball was a good friend of mine. And he asked me if I wanted to be a social media manager for, from the bleachers. And I was like, okay, you know what, Sophia, this is, this is your shot. Give it a shot. You said you want to do social media. So go for it. And so I became the social media manager from the bleachers. I kind of learned the ropes and now I love it just as much as I love PR. So for the listeners who don't know, From the Bleachers is a show on WQAQ, which is the student-run radio station at Quinnipiac. What do you feel like you got out of that experience? Well, besides four great friends, I love all of them. It really, it was a fun thing to do on the side because, you know, it, it challenged me in ways that I wasn't being challenged in the classroom sometimes because, you know, you can only do so much in the classroom. But on the side, I was learning how to create and manage and schedule content on a weekly basis about sports and finding ways to stay trendy and, you know, build the audience and build the follower account and engage with people <laughs> besides really showing me that social media is part of my passion it helped me to practice all that I know today. You know, I, I definitely attribute from the bleachers as being my foundation and knowing how to effectively manage social media. So after you got your undergraduate degree in public relations, you've done the plus one for the past year in IMC. How do you feel that helped round out your skill set? In the public relations undergrad program, I, you know, will say it all the time. I can rave about it. I love it so much. It prepared me very well, but I didn't really get an opportunity to really learn about social media in that program um, just because it, you know, it started to get incorporated as I got older and I was, you know, full, I'd already, I had already fulfilled requirements. But ICM is, you know, really focused on interactive media and writing content for online. And ICM just gave me that opportunity to learn about social media in really deep ways, you know, we talked about analytics and social media strategy and so many other things like writing for any kind of online content. And it just, it was like the icing on the cake. You know, I did my, my PR during undergrad and then it was like, Oh, I'm going to end with some social, some social um, knowledge and learn more deeply about that. So I think it was just the perfect match to meet my PR and social desires for a career. And this past year, you've also done some work with a design professor. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I'm working with Professor Marchese, and I actually started as a grad student. And our first focus was collecting data about millennial voting patterns. And recently, we've kind of put that on the backboard because we have a really exciting new project that we're working on which is um, we're looking at the past 100 years in women's history of the right to vote and other rights, which has been super cool to look at because some of the data is very interesting. You know, we're looking at not only voting rights, but we're looking at reproductive rights and, um, you know, any kind of motherhood, you know, paid leave. We're looking at the economy and, you know, all those different facets of women over the past 100 years. So that has been really cool to keep working on. You know, we've, I didn't think I would still be working with her a year later, but you know, it's a really exciting project. It's something that I'm interested in and I really like working on stuff that's not 
related to school or work. I like to do personal projects on the side because, you know, why not? I think it's really beneficial to do something that you like, also learn and grow a bit more, which I am doing because, you know, she's a graphic design major and I don't really know much about that. So she's been teaching me a lot of that kind of stuff. All right. So last question. I saved the hardest for last. Okay. <laughs> You're all about branding and developing brands for people. What is the Sophia Alfieri brand? If you had to describe your, your brand, what would it be? Ooh, that is a hard one. That's a really good question, though. I like that question. The Sophia Alfieri brand. I am, I am both kind of, you know, I'm an organized individual who has very strong passions that go beyond, you know, the professional. I, you know, I have a real love of music and sports and so many other things. So I'm just, I consider myself a well-rounded person, both professionally and personally. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, I think that's the best way to put it. It's very, it's very hard to fit me into one sentence. I feel <laughs> I was, there's so many depths. <laughs> All right, Sophia, I think that's a good brand. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. We are out of time. I want to thank Sophia Alfieri for joining us on Uncommon Grounds. Sophia, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Chris Rouch interviewing Sophia Alfieri, who recently graduated from the school's 3 plus 1 program, getting a bachelor's and a master's degree in four years. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. Show is produced by me, David DeRoche. I also did the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QU Podcasts. And if you want to tell us a story, if you have comments on episodes or anything you want to talk about, find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. The address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Corey Wyndham. He's a rising junior majoring in graphic and interactive design and minoring in psychology. He's from Valley Stream, New York. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.